And then when you work in a company where you're responsible for a large portion of the company's revenue and they're counting on you mm-hmm. and they're always counting on you and they always need more. And maybe at that point in time, certain other divisions weren't doing that well. So then you had to kind of pull even more weight. It's the constant sales cycle of like, okay, not what have you done for me? It's what have you done for me today? Mm-hmm. Hello, and welcome to the Fork in the Road podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Galloway, and here we share stories of women forced to choose between leaning into an invested career in corporate America or daring to venture onto an unknown path. On this episode, my guest walked away from a job that demanded more than she was willing to give. I am Shannon Mars. I'm a wife, a mother of three energetic and fun-loving kids, and I'm an unexpected business owner. Shannon talks about working in a job that pushed her in more ways than one, and not always for the better. She decided to start her own company and candidly talks about not really knowing what she was getting into, but doing it anyway. Listen for her thoughts on having a career that reflects your values, on having a support system that pushes you even when you can't see the opportunities for yourself, and of doing the scary thing even when you don't know how. I hope you'll learn a lot. I know I did. Enjoy. Hi, Shannon. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for coming. You have such a unique story. I can't wait to share it with our listeners. So welcome. Thank you. It's great to see you. It's been a while. I know it has. Um, I would love to jump right into your story because your story has a lot of fun twists and turns. And I would say fun. Maybe you wouldn't say fun, <laughs> but I would say fun uh, as a listener to hear what you've been through and, and how amazingly you've you've come out successfully on the other end. So let's let's go back in time and kind of start at the beginning of your fork in the road. Paint a picture for us. Where were you? What were you doing? What was going on that has sort of started your your path into into the world that you live in today? Sure. Well, the beginning of the fork in the road started almost five years ago, almost this very week. I'll never forget my twins were three, almost three. They were um, a couple months before they were three. And my oldest was five. We had traveled to North Carolina to visit my parents for Thanksgiving. And on Thanksgiving Day, I was getting a lot of emails from my current uh, company and those above me asking about sales and trying to figure out if I could rearrange some meetings that I had scheduled for the following week to go with the CEO to do some other pitches. And my family was (laughs) pulling out the pumpkin pie and the wine and watching football And we were just getting the kids ready for bed. And then I just had so much work to do. I had to get back online. I had to reply to emails. They were talking about layoffs and cuts Mm -hmm. and, and just very stressful in terms of forecasting for the end of the year. And my parents at that point said to me, Shannon, how are you going to continue at this pace and with this stress? And My husband had been in school, did a um, complete career change. He was in medical sales, and then he decided to go back to school 
to be a CRNA, which was in about an eight, nine year process. Michael, my husband had just finished CRNA school, had um, secured a job that was about to start in April. And here it was Thanksgiving. And my parents were just really concerned about my health, about the stress, about, you know, I'd gotten through this really hard time with my husband being in this intense schooling program Mm. and gotten through the three kids and total side note, but I didn't get to take maternity leave with the, with the three kids to work straight through that um, because commissions were in sales were, you know, really important for our family in terms of, you know, providing for everything that we were accustomed to and needed. And so um, the way things were set up, that just really wasn't an option. And they were, they were really concerned. And, and that was the part in which the real tug began. There was always points in time and things that I didn't feel were done being done right, or that I could do better. But this was really the point in time in which things started to intensify completely. Yeah. And, and, it, and it sounds like what you're describing there, which I think I've heard from other guests too, is this, there's this, this thing that, that moms do, that women do, where we take on so much and we keep going because we can, because we're really good at, at doing a lot. We do a lot and we do more and then we do a little bit more and it really takes a toll. And it sounds like that's kind of where you were that, that even your parents would come to you and say, Hey, take a pause, take a beat. Um, It sounds like you were really just working yourself. What was kind of driving that? Was it just the demands of the job or, or was it also something about you and the way that you are, the way I am that, like I said, that we just, we like to do a lot because we know we can, we have the capability and somehow we just keep taking more. Is that a little bit of what was happening? I, a little bit. I'm extremely driven for myself and for my own purposes. And then when you work in a company where you're responsible for a large portion of the company's revenue and they're counting on you Mm -hmm. and they're always counting on you and they always need more. And maybe at that point in time, certain other divisions weren't doing that well. So then you had to kind of pull even more weight. Um, It was just, it's the constant sales sales cycle of like, okay, not what have you done for me? It's what have you done for me today? Mm -hmm. And then everything else that you've done for the years or months past doesn't really matter. It's like, I need this now. And when you've got the C-suite breathing down your neck and saying, Hey, I need you to change your schedule and go with me here next week, instead of what you've got scheduled, you know, already, you, you kind of feel like you have to, you know, and then there was the added pressure of providing for my family. And, you know, I was the one responsible for the revenue and the, and the benefits. And at that point in time, yeah, my husband was, was about to start this amazing journey on his career, but hadn't yet started. So there were a couple of factors in there. Um, yeah. Okay. So at that point in time, I was probably working probably 70 hours a week. Hmm. Yeah. Tough, tough times. I'm, I'm sure. So, so here you are at the Thanksgiving table or, or around Thanksgiving, your parents say this to you. So w- 
what are you thinking at that time? In that moment in time, are you thinking to yourself, okay, it's, I'm ready for a change or did something else happen? A lot of things happened, but that was the real moment in time in which I remember, Mm. okay, I need to really either kind of set some boundaries at work or I I knew I needed to set some boundaries at work. Mm. And then after that, it just became crystal clear. I mean, it was just one thing after another in terms of pressure, in terms of things that didn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very relationship driven, very much honor my word. I don't care if I'm working with an intern at a company or a junior analyst. My client is my client. Doesn't matter what level they are. If they're buying, you know, research that that's what I'm, that's what I love. I love, love to help people solve problems through research. I don't need to come create a product or a widget to try and make margins better and come up with something just for the sake of coming up with something. I need to come up with something that's going to solve the client's problems. Right. And that's what's always worked for me. And so there was this constant tug of let's try and sell these products or let's come up with these packages or strategic consulting versus my philosophy is let's figure out what the client needs first and then put together a customized solution for them versus, hey, we're making this black box up and we're going to go try and sell it to everyone. Yeah, so you're you're faced with this moment. So tell me about when you got to this moment in time that you decided I'm going to take action, maybe you weren't ready yet to say, I know that I'm going to go start my own business, or maybe you were, Mm -hmm. but there was a moment in time where he stopped and said, all right, I'm ready. I got to, I got to make some real moves. Tell me about that. What, What were you thinking? And what did you imagine at that time that you would do? What would be your moves? Right. It became so challenging ethically and morally that I knew I needed to figure out what my options were. Hmm. And so I knew that I needed to go and speak to a lawyer to understand legally what I was able to do. So that was number one. And that appointment took a couple of weeks to, to find the right people. And things were pretty complex in terms of all the legalities that I needed to look into. But once I knew that starting my own business was a fair, completely on the table, nothing said I couldn't do that. My husband was such a huge support. It's funny because my parents were the ones who were like, oh gosh, no, you can't do this. You finally are now like know what you're doing and might have time to take a break. And my husband just kept saying, you know, I really think you should do this. And for me, I did not want to start over. I did not. I had done the knocking on doors and talking to my friends and using my friends for networks and Mm. established this business. And I did not want to start all over. Mm. And I also, I worked with the best people at the time on my team. So I didn't want to, I was like, who, who would I even work with? You know? Mm. And again, it just got to a point where like that, Every day, something would happen where I'm like, ethically and morally, this just doesn't feel right. And the the point in which I decided to do it 
It's funny because my husband and I are usually on the same page about everything, but we had just built a house. We kind of took on a lot. <laughs> had twins, <laughs> just turned three. He just started his job. And I was looking into maybe doing this kind of on the fence about it. Didn't think I'd do it anytime soon. And we were, um, we had the money that we were going to use for our down payment. And for whatever reason, I don't know, appraisal or something, there was a little bit more. And I wanted to put it down towards the house because I am not a risk taker. <laughs> I am the right. one who wants a lower house payment. And he kept saying, I think we just need to have some of this just in case. And what if you do start your own business? And and like I said, nine times out of 10, we are 100% on the same page about things. And we mm. weren't and kept coming back to me. And then he said, well, you just talk to our financial advisor about it. Mm. So I said, sure. Our financial advisor is a good friend. Actually, his wife was a client of mine back when I worked at Nielsen. And he came over and he is this country guy. (laughs) And he sat down and Michael said, you know, we're we're just at a crossroads in terms of what to do. Should we put more down and make the house payment lower or should we keep it for liquid in case Shannon starts her own company? And Ray our financial advisor said, Shannon, Shannon, <laughs> this is a no brainer. I am 50 years old and I wish I would have done this when I was your age. And guess what? I'm about to do this. And <laughs> I have to buy an office and I have to furnish it. And he had to put in a lot of capital. Mm. And he was asking me, I mean, what do you, what do you need? Do you need an office? How much, you know, do you need equipment? Do you need another like, I need my brain. I need employees. <laughs> I need computers. And he was just like, this is a no brainer. So that was when I really thought, all right, somebody who's telling me my 10 year ago self I wish I would have done this Mm. when I was younger and it's harder for me because I have so much I have to invest into it and you really don't. I just felt like that was really that coupled with my husband's um, support and thinking that I should do it was really the point in which um, I turned in my head and went, all right, okay. I got that feeling in my stomach Mm -hmm. and I couldn't eat for weeks after that. (laughs) That's so, it's so powerful. I think it's come up before in in one or two of the other interviews that um, people talk about these, these champions in, you know, I want to say in the shadows, but they're maybe they're standing right next to you. These, these people that are there to support and push and really challenge you for others. It's been um, mentors or business coaches in your case, it's your husband, your financial advisor for others. It's been, their their employers. Um, I spoke to someone who used to work for Sheryl Sandberg, same thing. She's sort of pushing her in the right direction. Like I find that to be just so compelling that having these people in your circle there to really push and 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 make a difference and just want to hear what kind of your thoughts about that and 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 thinking about our listeners and how they can cultivate these people around them to really help and support them and you may not be married to that person but there those people exist outside the marriage too for you to, to you to find yeah what are your thoughts Absolutely. a lot of my clients had asked me that question year over year and my coworkers had asked me that question. And I I'm an always answer with like, oh my gosh, how would I do that? I I'd have to get people insurance. I mean, there'd be so much things that I there'd be so many things that I don't know how to do and have to deal with. And 
accruals and cash flow and um and I just think it's very important to listen to people that have wisdom and that have been in a place that you have and are quite a bit older and then also your peers because they know you the best and know your weaknesses and know your strengths and so whether that be like you said a family member or a best friend someone that you know is not going to tell you what you want to hear but is going to tell you the truth mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so powerful. Sometimes you can get stuck into your own mind, right? You, you kind of tell yourself the story about what is or isn't going to happen and how it does or doesn't work. Um, So, so here you are, financial advisor saying, go for it. Your husband is saying, go for it. You've got a stomach ache. (laughs) You're trying to figure out benefits and accruals and computers. Right. What was going through your mind at the time? And how did you get from, all right, I've decided I'm going to do this to, okay, I've actually done this. I've actually have started this. Talk to me about kind of the things you were struggling with and what you were working on for people who might want to envision, how would it go for me if I was going to do that? What, What can I expect to happen in that window of time? Well, I think everybody's is in a different place. And mine had a lot to do with uh, the current situation. So I can't go into that in uh, great detail. But the first thing I had to do was I had to quit because I had a contract. I needed to um, give a 90 day notice. And so during that 90 day notice, um, that was when I still had to fulfill my obligations at my current employer and I couldn't um, start the company. So wasn't able to start the company so long as, as I was employed somewhere else. So had to continue working there. So that was a real interesting couple of months because there were things that I could think about and work on, but I couldn't incorporate the company. And one of the things... Was that, was that, sorry, I was going to ask you, Yeah, was that a, a positive for you to have that? A, meaning, was that a, an, a good opportunity that you had to sit and think about your business and did it turn out to be a positive or, or was it just a hindrance because you were eager to get started? And, and I asked that because with some other guests we've talked about kind of sitting in, in, in your own mind, really thinking, being clear about what it is you want and where you're headed or no, for you, you already knew where you were headed. It was more of a hindrance. Yeah. That was just a really weird, terrible time. I was asked not to tell my clients or my coworkers that I was leaving, but yet legally I could tell anyone that I was starting my own company. I was trying to do what I was asked to do, but then also put in kind of a really weird situation. So that was a terrible time, Um, but it worked out really well. And I'll tell you why, as I mentioned, you know, my husband was in school for seven years. So there was no bank records to look back and go, okay, well, we can give this family a loan because there was dual income. No, there was an income that was about to be gone, which was Mm -hmm. mine. And then there was one that was in school, which wasn't an income for a long time. And so, you know, I knew that I needed to either 
get a loan or try and do a personal line of credit or get some sort of funding to start the company. And that was something that I could work on while I was still fulfilling the obligations of my other job. So I like to think back on this story now and it's kind of funny, but it's also completely embarrassing because I just thought that I would go into these banks and say, Hey, can I borrow a million dollars? I'll pay you back. And I would bring in, you know, like here's, here's who I am. Here's my business plan. Um, walking in with my Lululemon hoodie and Pumas on and, and still having to, okay, I do it on my lunch break and say, all right, but I got to be done by one. Cause I've got a conference call. Cause I'm still trying to sell and make money while I'm fulfilling my obligations over here. And no one would give us money. <laughs> no one, no bank would give us a loan. We mm. even looked at some investors and thank God we did not do that. One of my very favorite, my, my all-time favorite podcasts are how I built this. Hmm. And I just have heard so many stories about the uh, owners of the company having to do X, Y, or Z because of the investors. And I'm so glad I, I never did that, went down that route. Um, but at the end of kind of towards the end of the time, end of the hundred days, 90 days, was starting to get to the point where we really need to figure out how we were going to get this money. And my parents called and said, look, we believe in you. We know this is going to work out. We will loan you Mm -hmm. some money. And we did not want to take money from my parents. I mean, that was the last alternative. And at the same time, we made friends with this guy from Frost Bank and he was wonderful. And he called up and said, guess what? We just figured something out. Because you had to work at your former company, you have three months worth of employment since the time that you went to go ask, and we can provide you a personal line of credit. Nice. And that worked out really well. So it worked out well that I had that three months plus of time for that reason. Great. Yeah. So, so yeah, sounds like, you know, some of the struggles is really, obviously you had a unique situation in, in your prior employer, but, but generally speaking, trying to get funding and really think about how do you set yourself up for success for the long term? some big challenges to think about. Uh, and, and thankfully it worked out in the end. So let's kind of fast forward to now, right? You, you, were able to get your loan. You obviously started your business. Tell right. us a little bit about the work that you guys do and and how successful you're, I know, tell the, tell the listeners <laughs> how successful you are. Uh, well, I, we have a full service market research company based here in Dallas. I've got a full-time a group of 10 full-time employees and then about five contractors. They're phenomenal. They're the reason why the business is so successful. And without each and every one of them, I would not be here today. It started off very small. There were three of us and now it's grown. And we work with clients of all different industries. We're very diverse. And thankfully, especially this year with COVID, we have clients that are in every industry and I'm thankful for that diversity. And we are so busy that actually have two employees that had maternity leave this 
um, quarter and had to call him up and say, can we make a deal? Can you just come back for two weeks now and I'll pay you (laughs) back later and then some? Um, Because we are overflowing with projects and our clients have always been repeat clients. So um, once they work with us once, they come back over and over. And if they go somewhere else, they bring us with them. So I know you and I know each other from Dr. Pepper Snapple, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you how many people from Dr. Pepper Snapple went to Sonic and brought us there and then went to Kraft and then brought us there or went to Whole Foods and brought us there. And so um, it's just been really wonderful. And I am thoroughly enjoying every aspect of my life. I mean, I appreciate so much more the decision because I feel like I finally do have a life. I feel like, you know, everything that I've thought of before in terms of, well, that's not the right way to do things. And that's not how you treat employees. I can do it the way I want to now. And it's working out so much better. And I get these emails from employees that, I just can't believe how happy they are and how fortunate they feel. And that's what I want. I want my employees to have a better life than they would had they worked anywhere else. And we have a a charity. We have a charitable component of our company called Sharp for a Cause. And interestingly enough, one of the vendors that I worked with for a long time when I started Chirp, he said, oh yeah, everybody tries to do that. But you just let me know how that really works out. Because once you know you have cash flow problems, that's going to be the first thing to go. And <laughs> I actually took that comment and I was like, I'm going to make this happen no matter... This is giving me more incentive to even mm. more make this happen. And I didn't take a salary for the first year but we as a company gave $20,000 away in charity my first year because I wanted that to be part of the foundation of our company. And it still very much is. I, uh, I love that. Did I answer your question? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, they really did. I think that that's phenomenal. And yeah, I think it's a testament to, you know, again, not only um, the people who were around you, who supported you, encouraged you and pushed you, but also, as you said before, your own drive and your your own um, interest in having this success. So I wonder now if you think, kind of look back, what what might you say to yourself that Thanksgiving when your mom was like, hey, I don't know what's happening with you. What, what might you have whispered to yourself at that moment, if anything, words of advice or encouragement or or anything? run as fast as you can (laughs) (laughs) at full speed. (laughs) Yes. That's what I would have said. Yeah. Yeah. To run away from that, that situation you were in and, and towards this, right. This, this Mm -hmm. new part of your life. Well, fantastic. I I've really appreciated hearing from you in this conversation. Tell, I know how to get in touch with you, but tell everybody how they can reach you and where they can find you and your amazing team at chirp. You can find us at chirpresearch.com. You can find me, Shannon Mars, at LinkedIn, or you can give us a call at the Chirp office, 972-987-0597. Fantastic. Thank you, Shannon. It was great talking to you. It was good talking to you too, Kathy. 
thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Fork in the Road podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to this as much as I enjoyed recording it. And if you found any wisdom in our conversation today, please do us and your friends a favor by sharing this episode. Help us reach even more women by liking and reviewing this podcast wherever you found us. And be sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Until next time, thank you so much for listening.